0: Up in Hi everybody, I'm Pastor Eddie and I want to welcome you to Living Life Journal for Spiritual Formation for February the 18th. Today's study is on the trial, the trial of Jesus and the scripture reading is Mark 15 verses 1 through 15 and what's important to note about the study today is that the trial of Jesus Christ took place right there at the same time as the Passover feast and there's a lot of meaning there. The whole town of Jerusalem people came from all over for Passover and Passover had great meaning for the Jews. They were going to sacrifice the Passover lamb. And according to God's timing and according to God's plan, the true Passover lamb was Jesus Christ. And the Pharisees and all the people that were accusing Jesus of all kinds of things, they wanted to have Jesus executed right before the feast, because they couldn't do that during the feast. So in our story today, There's a lot of movement, there's a lot of action, there is a lot of things happening in a short amount of time. So without further ado, let's look at the scripture and let's examine Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15 verses 1
1: through 15. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was imprisoned with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews, Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why, what crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified.
0: I wanted to go over Mark uh, 15, verse 1, because I think it's important and relevant for the study today. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. You know, the Bible uh, states that there was a very large group of enemies of Jesus, and it was kind of an overwhelming group, and that was a pretty amazing list, because it starts off with the chief priests, okay, that's one group, then it talks about uh, the elders, the teachers of the law, the Sanhedrin, there was like four or five groups of people that were there to arrest Jesus, and the line or the word that I really want us to focus in on was the word they bound Jesus they bound Jesus that's a good question you know is Jesus bound in your life are we binding Jesus now what's odd to me in this story is why did the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law, the Sanhedrin why did they find it necessary to bind Jesus was he a threat? Was he violent? Was he going to hurt them? Was he going to attack them? Of course not. Absolutely not. Jesus was not a physical, imminent threat to them. But he was a threat to their power. He was a threat to their establishment. He was a threat to their religion. So when I read this scripture, I find it very unfair and not very nice that they bound the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ was a man of peace. With his hands, he performed miracles. He touched the poor, he healed the sick, he healed the blind people with his hands. Jesus did not have violent hands. He loved people, he took care of people, but they bound him. And that's a good question for all of us. In what ways in our lives and our ministries Are we binding Jesus? Are we limiting Jesus? Are we restraining Jesus' love and power and peace? Nevertheless, they brought Jesus Christ to Pilate, and this is the next part of the trial that's just amazing to me. This is the sequence in events where Jesus remained silent. You know, this is a part of the trial where Jesus has become very famous. The whole world, Christians and non-Christians, believers and unbelievers know that when Jesus was accused of many things, of being the king of the Jews, of being a false prophet, of being a heretic, of being a blasphemer, through this whole trial, Jesus remained silent. He was quiet. It fulfilled the prophecy in Isaiah 53, verse 7, that he would not open his mouth. And for a lot of people, it's made quite an impression on us. It demonstrates Jesus' humility. It demonstrates that Jesus was not trying to preserve his life, protect his life, that Jesus fully understood that he had to die. Jesus didn't come to save his life, he came to save your life and my life. So what an, an, an amazing example of Jesus and his silence. And then the third thing that happened in the sequence of events in the trial is this mob. Now if you've been listening to my studies at all, there's a phrase that I like to use. Are you you following the crowd or the cloud? So here we have a situation where there was a mob and they were a crowd. And this mob of people definitely had a mob mentality. These people in one accord were shouting for Barabbas they were shouting for Jesus to be crucified over and over and over again. And Pilate was very confused. Because Pilate stated several times that Jesus was innocent. That Jesus was not worthy of uh, to be executed. And Pilate literally had to wash his hands and said, May his blood be upon you. So this shows us today that this group of people, that this crowd, that they... Had become a mob and there was mob rule in that city and that was not of God and they got what they asked for because the Bible states here that Pilate handed Jesus over to the people to be crucified so that was a trial uh, it was an amazing trial it was upsetting trial was a frustrating trial and it was a quick trial because they wanted to have Jesus tried uh, charged, guilty, and executed, and all this had to happen before uh, the Passover, not knowing that Jesus was the true Passover lamb. So, uh, let's conclude. You know, as we pray, there's a couple of things I want us to consider You know, the first thing is that very important question. How in our lives are we binding or tying up Jesus? You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin, uh, they felt that Jesus was a threat, but he was a threat to their power. He was a threat to their religion. He wasn't a physical threat to them. And they were trying to limit him. They were trying to keep him down. And uh, sometimes inadvertently, we do the same thing. You know, we need to set Jesus free in our lives, in our community, and in our churches to do His work. His work of peace, His work of love, His work of joy, and His work of restoration. So as we uh, pray right now, let's just hold that before the Lord and uh, keep in mind that, um, you know, many times and most of the time, God's plan is not our plan. And uh, the fact that Jesus had to die... Uh, the pharisees didn't understand it Uh, his disciples didn't fully understand it the mob didn't understand it and the romans didn't understand it but you know who did god jesus knew and he kept silent through the whole thing so let's pray heavenly father god as we have this opportunity to reflect on your death on this trial as we get ready for easter that's not too far away lord god Uh, there's so much going on in this story today And Father God, if there in any way that we are binding or holding back Jesus and His work of grace and love and peace, uh, we release Jesus to do what He needs to do in our lives, in our church, to heal the sick, the poor, the immigrant Lord God. We just allow Your Holy Spirit to have complete dominion and authority in our lives. And Father God, may we learn from Jesus' silence, his suffering. May we learn from him not always to be to speak, Lord God, but to listen. So Father God, we just submit to your will. We pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul,